Hi, welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk Forex for 2024. So today we're excited to kick off the year and our first episode is about women in Forex and exploring the gender gap in trading, a subject that is very close to home for me. As always, please reach out to us on our social media channels or alternatively contact us at podcast at fxgouts.com. Hey, Alison. Hey, Chris. How was your Christmas? And you yeah, there? it was good, thanks. Yeah, no, they were both fantastic. Um, I was in Spain for Christmas, which was warm and sunny. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm in Portugal, back in Portugal now. I was here for New Year's, and it's uh, wet and cold. But it, they were both joyous. They were both really fun. How was, how was your Christmas and New Year? Yeah, mine was also fantastic, I must say. It was a... Yeah, it was just a good good holiday with all the holiday things that you'd expect. So it was great. I can't complain. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, just the weather the weather didn't play ball, but other than that, it was it was just a great family time all around. That's really what you want, isn't it, over Christmas? Mm. You want to be with family and and uh, hopefully not stressing you out too much. I know some people get stressed out by being too close to their family over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Um, so it's about avoiding that and and eating and drinking as much as you possibly can, of course. It's a very important part <laughs> of the Christmas That's period. <laughs> yeah, I put on a few kilos, I think. Um, That's where but, the New, Year's, so, New Year's resolutions yeah. come in, I guess. Oh, I know. I'm terrible at New Year's resolutions. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to start exercising again. And uh, 2nd of January, I was down the pub. <laughs> uh, such is life this such week. is life this week then yeah exactly exactly this week this is when it starts i swear <laughs> um so yeah happy new year to all our listeners thank you very much for joining us i hope you had you guys had a lovely christmas just celebrated and um yeah and welcome to 2024 so it's the start of our new season and we're actually kicking off with something pretty interesting uh this week something we've been wanting to talk about for a while uh, so yeah, our first episode is about um, about women in, in forex trading and exploring the gender gap specifically uh, when it comes to forex trading. Yes, and um, I mean it's a subject that is naturally close to my heart for obvious reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. And as a woman trader, I find it I find it quite difficult to share my trading experience. Um, I guess partially for fear of looking stupid, I guess, and the fear. Mm-hmm. That because I'm a female, I shouldn't be a trader, um, which which I guess is a, a sort of a common misperception or a common misperception, yeah. actually. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, and it also generally comes, you know, when I talk to people about it, it comes as a surprise to both men and women alike when I tell them what I do for a living. Um, as you know, Chris, of course, uh, I think it's probably because I started my career as a physio and uh, studied psychology and these are obviously very mm-hmm. different to finance um and also because you know the trading world is such a male dominated industry um it makes it makes it quite difficult to just be confident as a as a female trader this was sort of backed up by that article we found um and the study that was conducted by XTB that the share of women among new forex trader uh, tr- traders are amounts to only about 16%. Um, and I think that's that's in the UK and, and even less so in other European countries. So it sort of backs up my feelings as a, as a female trader and what I've sort of had to overcome in my own confidence and my own trading journey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. And yeah, and you said there that's yeah, I think that's in the UK, but UK is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you look across other European nations, it's down in the single digits. Um, the amount of uh, new female traders getting on board. It's a real problem. Um, and, you know, in, in most other uh, walks of life, the, uh, the gender gap between men and women is closing. But um, in the finance sector, I mean, I, I know this myself from from working in the finance sector, you know, there is a real disparity. And it's uh, it may be slowly improving, but not noticeably. And a lot of this is to do with the pay gap that, we, that still exists, because even more women... Are the more women are getting into finance, uh, they don't go for the top roles. And the difference between administrative support role and, uh, you know, an actual top role, uh, in working with, with, um, in whatever you're doing, whether it's banking, whether it's trading, um, in finance, difference in pay is enormous there. And also because women are working in these mainly administrative roles, they're working in secretaries, they're working in admin, they're working in HR. Um, they're also not going for roles in the trading floor. And this is uh, still incredibly uh, heavily male dominated. So even institutionally, uh, we're seeing we're seeing this issue. Uh, mm. But um, but why is this? Um, well, I, I thought it was quite important to delve into a bit of the history. So we did a bit of research on it, um, mm-hmm. and I found it quite interesting and inspiring. Um, so in in seventeen ninety two, twenty four men gathered in Lower Manhattan to sign an agreement that established a new market for an orderly system of buying and selling securities. Um, And, of course, there weren't any women among them. Um, But even then, many women were participating in the formation of the U.S. capital structure, and they did Mm -hmm. it in in many different ways. Some invested in government securities and bank shares. um, And women at that time comprised 61% of investors in the 1759 to 1760 Pennsylvania Indian Commission Loan. And they represented 11% of stockholders of the insurance company of North America between 1792 and 1799. So I found that quite amazing. I actually didn't realize that at that stage, even women were so active. Yeah, no, there must have been something interesting going on back then for women to be so active in, in the, in the trade, as traders. Yeah, because women, you know, they took part in the colonial economy by directly engaging in commerce despite uh, legal restrictions. You know, as early as the 1600s, many women who were single or widowed, uh, they managed small businesses, you know, as, as she merchants or even deputy husbands, <laughs> which is incredible, incredible nomenclature. Um, but during the American Revolution, personal necessity, patriotic duty encouraged women to take a more active role in managing financial matters. And women, this when women really started taking care of family farms and businesses while their husbands were abroad, um, sorry, not abroad, but outside of the home fighting in the war. And this uh, really, I think you can really ch- trace the shift in attitude back to this part because it really, women realized across the board, you know, that they were more confident that they could run the financial that matters, mm. especially when it came to farm. It broadened their abilities and it, and it started uh, growing the sense of empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. And they, and they made inroads, particularly in commercial banking, um, during those, those interwar years. Um, mm-hmm. But despite the fact that they proved to be competent at managing finances and they were now making proven sort of good investment decisions, um, and they actually filled the empty posts on the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange during World War II, um, yeah. they were booted out when the war ended and, and men returned home. Was also quite interesting. I mean, that was that was much more recent, of course. Yeah, much more recently, but it but it kind of fits the same pattern. 
you know, um, during wartime, women are allowed to do, you know, absolutely get involved in finance. Um, But then as soon as the men come home from shooting each other, uh, you know, get back to the kitchen. (laughs) It's fairly disgusting. And, um, but, you know, and and this is, this is what's changing now. And, uh, well, uh, what is it? So March, I think 1973, there was a vote of 24 to 5 um, at the London Stock Exchange. And the London Stock Exchange Council, they, through this vote, they agreed to allow women members to participate on the trading floor. So, I mean, that's really not that long ago. No. You know? Um, you know, I was born in 1982. This is nine years before I was born. Yeah, uh, It was right. only women Women were al- allowed to actually be on the trading floor of the London Stock Exchange. So this is relatively recent yeah. uh, when you think about it. And this only happened because there was a, you know, huge campaigns by legislators, uh, potential members, so female traders who wanted to get involved, um, and financial institutions that pushed women to have the same membership rights as, as men. So it was, it was reluctant and it was begrudging, but obviously a really important change. Yeah, so I mean it begs the question of why the number of female traders is still so low. Um, and research from the Office for National Statistics shows that women tend to pick jobs closer to family over big salaries. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that's quite a hurdle to overcome, I guess. Um, and women are also more likely to leave a job due to a longer commute, whereas a man will travel travel longer for higher pay. And this obviously exis- exacerbates the gender gap, um, which contributes to men doing the majority of, of high paid jobs. Um, yeah, absolutely. And especially when, when you think like most trading jobs, especially institutional jobs, are going to be in big city centers, you know, mm-hmm. like London, New York. And, uh, you know, most most people are going to be living outside the cities. Yeah. So, as a, you know, women wanting to stay close to home uh, and don't want to travel for large salaries really, you know, exacerbates this problem. Yeah. You know, they're not going to travel into the London Stock Exchange. They're not, they're not going to want to travel into the New York Stock Exchange on a daily basis, these long commutes. Mm. Whereas men are more likely to do so, and it, and additionally, you know, women really struggle to find a balance between being a parent, uh, between being a mother and doing their job. I mean, and this is this is not just in trading; this is all walks of life. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, you know, women in finance are likely sacrificing a large pay packet and career growth because they're going to be at home looking after a baby or even a child and doing the unpaid work. You know, like often taking care of elderly relatives, uh, maintaining the home. Um, yeah. You know, the traditional, this more traditional aspect of, uh, yeah, so this, this really exacerbates um, the issue. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it's quite interesting, though, if you look at um, trading um, and just the ways that men and women trade, it shows that women are more naturally cautious and need more information uh, than men to make decisions. So basically, they're more risk averse than men. Um, mm-hmm. What we saw also is, is that the data shows that women need a sense of greater control and security over their finances, whereas men make decisions faster, they're less patient, and they, they trust their own opinions. So women have quite a different style of trading to men. Yeah, absolutely. And then especially, like, I mean, if you're looking at forex trading, which we all know is very high risk, mm. you know, that might explain uh, why there's um, why there's fewer women. Because they'll look at forex trading and they'll be like, uh, you know, are we yeah. sure we're doing this? Where, where there's other there's other forms of trading, you know, stock trading, which are um, which are less risky. Yeah. Um, so it may, it may keep them away from forex trading as well in that case. You know, so according to, um, we were looking at some of the XTB trading data, uh, men make over nine times as many trades as women 
uh, with the current global split sitting at about 90% to 10%. Uh, that's in favor of men. So men make 90% of the world's trades. However, despite making considerably less trades, women boast a much greater success rate than men when it comes to making profitable forex trades. While accounting for 9.7% of the current market, female traders are credited with 10.7% of all profitable trades and just 8.7% of losses. So if that data is correct, and I've got no reason to think it wouldn't be, I mean, this shows that women, on average, are 10% more profitable uh, than men um, when it comes to trading. And then, you know, this could suggest, as you're saying, that men are more impulsive, more reactive traders, uh, whereas women probably are more calculated. And, um, and, uh, and as you say, more risk averse. They're mm. probably just a bit more cautious. You know, and this could be all kinds of things. This could be, you know, trading at the right time. And we've talked about this many times, haven't we? You know, making sure they got the right stop losses in place. Um, you know, better judge of uh, when to enter the market, better judge mm. of when to enter the exit the market. Uh, as a whole, yeah. You were, you were, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, just the, the percentage of women that set stop losses versus men and women significantly, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they set much, uh, many more women set stop losses than men do when they look at the statistics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that also just shows that sort of more risk averse, um, attitude to trading, you know? Yeah. Which is what you need to be in, in forex trading. You know, Absolutely. that's the whole point is you're managing your risk. You're protecting your capital first and foremost. Mm. Um, so it makes sense that uh, they're more profitable traders. But, you know, at the end of the day, does this make them better traders, though? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you, you need, would need more data and statistics to look at this. But I think um, it certainly makes them more cautious traders. Yeah. And And if women and men combined... I think these traits, you know, the men, the more impulsive, the more reactive, the risk-taking view of it um, with this kind of caution and risk-averse, I think um, could really make a formidable team in in the trading world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting, it's an interesting thought, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I wonder if that, that might emerge in the future, you know? Well, I'd think, I mean, if I was, if I was uh, one of these large uh, institutions with big trading floors, you know, one of the investment banks, it's certainly something I would consider. Yeah. Um, trying to, trying to up the amount of women traders on my floor. Yeah. 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 And combining the sort of strategies, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I guess the question is then how can we influence a future generation of females in trading? Um, and we, we, sort of put together a few points or tips for women who want to trade. Um, and the first thing is find female mentors. Um, this is something I've, I've definitely looked at myself. So many women in finance cite a lack of role models or mentors as the major deterrent to pursuing their careers. I mean, if you look at the internet, it is totally male-dominated. Um, it is, yeah. You know, YouTube videos, basically, <laughs> you'll find maybe one in, I don't know, 20 that will be a woman talking about how you can make a profit in trading and and i also find generally the youtubes are quite different you know the men will be very bold very confident with the strategy they're putting out and and you know how you're definitely going to make a profit off it they almost it almost feels like you know do this and you're going to be guaranteed a return whereas women uh, even with the the way they present the youtubes and the way i present my youtubes um you talk a little bit more cautiously you know and you talk about the fact that this might work in certain circumstances but not in others manage your risk um so that's sort of the, the theme i find in in these sort of uh 
you know, if you if you're looking at YouTube, for example, yeah, more um, realistic, I would argue. Really, I think, I think, I mean, you know, I, I can't say it about all men and women, but but for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, put my head on a block that way. But it, you know, that's sort of what I find. Um, mm-hmm. And research has shown that mentoring programs can boost minority representation by 9% to 24%. So in other words, if you have a, a woman in a certain position and uh, you are mentored by that as a female trader, um, you know, you're going to find your inspiration, uh, you're going to find more inspiration there than you will from from uh, maybe being me- mentored by by a male, um, if you can't yeah. relate. And uh, female mentors generally guide their mentees by helping them learn skills like mo- emotional intelligence, which is also different between men and women, making very much and, um, and effective communication as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just based on that, we will place a link to some female trading YouTube channels. Um, and, and they're really inspiring and successful women traders. So yeah, if, if you want to have a look at those, those traders, we'll, we'll pop a link to them in the show notes. Yeah, we will. And, um, you know, also for female traders, we recommend, you know, especially if you, if you have children at home, and this is something that's backed up by a lot of female traders is consider switching to a swing trading strategy. Um, you know, this is a longer term trading strategy, uh, less time intensive, and, um, it can be less uh, emotionally stressful, um, than, than trying to, than trying to day trade or, or God help you try to scalp, (laughs) trying to scalp with children in the house. I can't imagine that's a very good idea. Um, yeah, so think, yeah, so consider longer term, longer term trading options. Yeah. And, and I mean, with trading, you really want to take the stress out of it. Stress really adds a layer of, of emotional charge that you can't kind of don't even realize is there, but will definitely influence your trading. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, make it as stress free as possible. If you, if you are going to do it, I think swing trading is definitely a, a very good strategy for, for women who are busy around, you know, busy with children or whatever other responsibilities they may have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be confident that you can learn to trade Forex without a financial background. Um, I'm a case in point. I started my career as, as I said, you know, as a physio. Um, but I, you know, got into the, the Forex trading world. Um, and I've learned so much over the past few years and I, I don't have a formal sort of economics or finance degree, but I've really learned enough to be a, a, you know, consistently profitable trader. Um, and yep. It, it shows that it's definitely possible with with the right guidance and uh, the right resources. Yeah, and I think that's really important um, for people to understand that is that yeah, it is that you don't need to have a financial background to learn how to trade. Yeah. You just need the dedication and the resolve and the patience and the discipline. And um, yeah, and I think that's great advice for a lot of for a lot of young women, and especially we were talking about earlier. You know, this the women, you know you know, starting their careers now, they'll know that there's a gender gap in finance, you mm-hmm. know, and they'll put them off and they should, re- and yeah, to really, yeah. And I think it's really important for them to understand that that shouldn't put you off and that you don't need a formal financial background and that you can learn how to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And on that point, there are so many free online educational resources available. You know, you obviously have to be careful about the advice you follow. Uh, you can't, I would, I would avoid social media in most cases for trading advice. But there are a lot of reputable websites and, and resources out there, like you're talking about these YouTube channels. Um, and, of course, you can check out our, our website and your YouTube, well, and our YouTube channel, which is, features you a lot, Alison. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and uh, you do a fantastic job, uh, as you said. I think very realistic and down to earth, and very inspirational. I think for a lot of women who who are looking to trade. Um, and we'll put we'll put some links to all that kind of stuff in the show notes as well, uh, so you guys can check out Alison and um, and see how much she has learned in trading and see what good a trader she is. Oh, thanks, Chris. Um, yeah. yeah, and our last bit of advice is to look for trading organizations specifically for females. Um, you know, it could provide a safe space for you to discuss and learn about trading, to share ideas, to collaborate, you know, find trading groups, um, Facebook groups, or, mm-hmm. you know, on Reddit, there's there's quite a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff going on on Reddit, of course. Um, but also, you know, some of the brokers like XTB host a women's webinar, and they're tailoring their services to involve more women. I know HFM does the same thing. Um, they do. Yeah. They've got some great uh, women analysts there, so they're very inspiring. Um, and um, you know, find find brokers that have female spokesperson uh, people for their platforms, um, and that employ women in top positions. Uh, it just makes you feel a bit more comfortable and realize that you actually you'll get there if if you put the time and and energy into it. Yeah, exactly. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, and on that note, if there are any of um, any of our listeners, if you're a, if you're a woman trader, if you're just starting out, or if you've been trading for some time, or if you're just interested in trading, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear your stories and and see what uh, what you've made of it and your forays into the trading world. Yeah, yeah, it would be really fantastic to hear from you. But yeah, so that I think just about wraps it up. Uh, what are we talking about uh, next week, Alison? So next week, we're going to be talking about whether you're risking enough on your trades and, and how mm. to gauge how much you should risk, which is quite an interesting subject considering what we've just spoken about in terms of being risk averse as women. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be quite an interesting topic. Yeah, it will be. It'll be fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Alison. And uh, I'll speak to you next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.